name's Brad, if we haven't met. Uh, welcome to Sunday nights. Tonight we're going to continue talking about our values of church. We've looked at being Christ-centered, which is everything comes from that point. Um, that's a beautiful screen, isn't it? Amazing. Uh, Christ-centered, everything comes from being Christ-centered, everything flows from there, that's our value, that's the first value we looked at. Uh, Then last week we looked at being outward-focused, and it was so great to hear from different people around being invited to church and then inviting people to church, and just taking away that, I think, that pressure around it and that fear of it, and you know, it, it can be fearful, and you know, I think in the last 12 months, every time I've invited someone, they've just said no. But it's okay. <laughs> it's all good, you know. It's sweet. We're still friends and, um, you know, they know I go to church and one day they're going to come. It's all good. Just, uh, But it's been great just to hear around that. And, and I love that being outward focused is something that comes from, hey, when you meet the God of all creation who loves you, who went to the cross and paid for all your sins, you know, you can't help but share that with people. You know, it was never designed to stay on the inside. And tonight we are looking at being servant-hearted. The first shall be last we serve. And I love this. I was thinking about it. It's not, our value is not serve on a team. It's not do a job for church. It's not get saved and then, hey, we need you to fill the pool for baptisms. You know, that's not what the aim of being servant-hearted is. The aim, just like being outward-focused, comes from being Christ-centered, it comes from being in a relationship with God, that it is actually in us that once you meet the creator of the universe, the one that died and paid for your sins, you can't help but serve people. And, and what I love about it being a value is that it's not about serving on a team on a church, it's about serving in life in general. All right, it's about serving in your university. It's about serving in your workplace. It's about serving in your marriage. It's about serving in church. It's about serving every day of your life. It's a, it's a value of being a Christian. So tonight I'm going to go through Matthew 20. So if you are got your Bibles with you, if you're taking notes, does anyone bring a notepad and pen to church anymore? Give me a wave. Is there a notepad and pen in the house? There's not one. Do you know I used to carry a man bag with a notepad and a pen and a Bible? You had one, eh? You had one. You had one. Was it's school? Yeah, yeah. Must have been a Sydney thing. No, must have been. It must have been Newcastle. Oh my gosh. There was iPhones didn't exist. It was Blackberries. They weren't cool. And yeah. Anyway, use your iPhones. It's all good. I thought I would have got one, one person with a notepad, but there's not one. So awkward. I'm going to bring the man bag out next week just to show you guys. (laughs) I'll bring it to youth first. I feel like it would be acceptable at youth. (laughs) All right, so for those of you guys who are taking notes on your phone, um, Matthew 20, we're going to... Bear with me tonight, I want to read through the whole chapter because I feel like when I started looking at it and thinking about being servant-hearted and reading through this chapter, uh, there's just this progression on how it goes and and I feel there's important points that we can grab from each section. And my first point tonight is the great 
employer. Who's ever thought of God as being the great employer before? It's uh, pretty cool because there's some pretty dodgy employers out there. So you can know you can come to God and he'll give you a good job. So Matthew 20, we're just going to kick off. Verse 1 says, it's the parable of the workers in the vineyard. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, You also go and work in my vineyard, and I'll pay you whatever is right. So then, so they went. He went out again about the sixth hour, the ninth hour, and did the same thing about the eleventh hour. He went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers were hired about the eleventh hour, came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour. They said, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, friend, I'm not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I'm generous? So the last will be first and the first shall be last. And I feel in this moment Jesus is starting to prepare this mindset that's a shift of what the world would think. Right? He's he's shifting from you know, you work to get what you deserve, which is what we all do, and I do that every week. I work my hours, I expect to get paid for my hours. You know, and I would be upset if someone came in and worked 20 hours and got paid the same as me. I would be upset. Most of you, I'm assuming, would be upset. But I think he's shifting in, in the sense of in the way the world thinks and the way the kingdom of God thinks. And it would be like Pastor Eric and Chris sitting up at the back there getting super upset that I'm going to receive a similar reward to him one day. <laughs> you know, I've come in a little bit later in life, you know. And, and, and to be honest, we're... We're all on that later end, you know. There's a lot of people that have gone before us, and I, I'm really thankful that God's been willing to give us a reward. And, you know, that reward's not like a, a monetary value. That reward is that we get to spend eternity with him, right? And, and, and what I love in this story is that if, we, if put yourself in the worker's shoes, right, they're out there, they're out early, they're standing there waiting to be hired, and, and the landowner says the landowner went out early. He went out early and he's seen these people standing there. He's like, hey, hey, come, come and work in my vineyard. And, you know, and he didn't stop there. He didn't go out once. And we can think of the landowner as Christ, a picture of him. He went out again in the third hour and people were there again. He's like, hey, you, know, you, weren't, you weren't here early, but you're here a bit later. It's all good. Come, come work. Then he came back again, sixth hour. 
And he came back again, ninth hour. And then he came back again, 11th hour. Nearly right at the end of the day, he still was willing to go out and see who was there. And, you know, in that moment, he didn't just give people a job. He gave people who were just waiting in life. They were just there doing what they could do to get by. But he he gave them a calling. He gave them a role. He gave them a purpose. He gave them a reward. He gave them value. He gave them focus in that moment. You know, so it wasn't just about, hey, come and work for me. It was him being able to see these people. And don't you love that God continued to go out? He continued to go and see the people where they were at. He didn't make, didn't go, hey, you should have been here at six o'clock. You know, you should have been here the second time I came out. He didn't write people off and he still valued those people right at the end of the day as much as the start of the day. And how good is that? That's our God that we serve. And that's, that's a picture of what we're doing right now, serving our God, that he values us just as much as those people that have been working and, and serving him their whole journey. Point number one, the great employer. You know, Matthew 9.37 says, you know, don't pray for the harvest, pray for the workers. You know, that's us. You know, the harvest is there. You know, he didn't come and, like, go and plant more fields. He went and got more workers for that. And my point number two is the great reminder. We're just going to continue verses 17 to 19. It says, Now as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside and said to them, We're going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death, and they will turn him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he'll be raised to life. I always try and put myself in these stories. Do you ever try, like, I try and put myself in as the disciples or whoever. Like, I always think about it, and I'm like, man, that must have been crazy just hanging out with Jesus because he just went on some random tangents sometimes you know just telling me this story about workers in a vineyard and now we're walking over here and you're like remember we're going to Jerusalem they're gonna someone's gonna betray me one of you guys (laughs) you know (laughs) wonder which one and then you know he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna die but I'm gonna come back and you just be like flip what what have I got myself into you know (laughs) But I was thinking about this and I'm like, on the journey of serving in church, on the journey of our Christian walk, so there's this always got to be this reminder of we're going somewhere. Like we're, and, and it's always about a journey to get people to that point of knowing that it was all about this moment where Christ went to Jerusalem and died and laid his life down for the many. That's the reminder that we've always got because it can easily become hard work. It can, can easily become a toil or a, a, a way that we're trying to please or impress or, or satisfying our own inward desires. But we've got to always come back and be reminded that, hey, hey, no, 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 no. All of this is to help people come to a point of understanding that Christ went to a cross and died and rose again and paid for their sins. It's the great reminder. And I believe he just kept dropping these certain moments in for the disciples to be like, not, don't get caught up in this moment like we're on a journey to a point. And we need those moments just to come back and reflect on what it's all about. Uh, point number three is the great example. Matthew 20, 20 to 28. 
Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down asked the favor of him. How good are mums? They're just like the best. Like I, I can see my wife doing this. March and my two sons, Taj and Hendrix, up to their boss. Hey, yeah, listen, I know he's been screaming, but they're good. I promise if you just give one of them a raise and this one, just give him a job. But mums um, are the best. They're just like got unfailing love for their kids and an ability to cope with a lot more than what us men do. Um, I said it first. <laughs> but, um, all right, so mum's got the two boys and she's gone to Jesus. So this is James and John that she's got, not James, Jesus' brother. But he says, what is it you want? He asked. She said, grant one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you ask, you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant these. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, you know that the ruler... The rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and the high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as your son, just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He's the great example Christ in this section of scripture you know he took what you know a mum was coming to Jesus thinking that he's going to be this king he's going to be this ruler and their example of rulership and kingdoms was always this authoritarian like they rule and they're like you know what greater spot for my two sons to be at his left and at his right and, and that was her perspective. And straight away she took it and, she, and, and Jesus was like, hey, no, 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 like it's not the way that the kingdom of God operates. It doesn't operate like the world. It doesn't operate like our bosses, like CEOs. We don't operate that way. It's not about my glory. It's not about my ministry or what we can do or I'm building this fortune to, you know, it's not about that. It's about, hey, putting your life aside like the greatest of you need to be a slave need to be a servant he's like i didn't i didn't come to be served i came to serve and and the key in this is like he he laid his life aside to affect the many and it's a picture for us whilst we're still holding on to our desires our our worldly and you know, they, they probably don't even seem wrong in, in, in life. And a lot of it is very normal. And, and, but it's, whilst they're still driving us to achieve, we'll never be able to truly serve people and serve people the way that God designed us to. And it's not about that your life's going to suck and it's going to be hard work following Christ. That's not it because Christ says, hey, you seek first the kingdom of God. 
all things, all else will be added to you. He's going to look after you. You'll never be fulfilled fully. You'll never be uh, completely walking in your purpose until you can put your life aside. And you'll never truly affect people until we can put our own selfish desires aside. And Christ just exemplified that and he just flipped it on its head there, right there and then. Yeah, when your life becomes not about you, then you'll truly be able to serve the people around you. And, you know, it can feel tiring and, and uh, it can feel hard sometimes, but I love Romans 7, 6 says, but now by dying to what was once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in a new way of the spirit, not in the old way of the written code. We're meant to be doing it partnering with God not meant to be doing it in our own strength. We're meant to be doing it walking with him. And my point number four tonight is the great reward. And just the last section from 29 to 34. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them. And told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. Why do you want me what do, what do you want me to do for you? he asked. Lord, they answered, We want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes immediately. They received their sight and followed him. This, I was just reading this and I was thinking about this and he's just talking about, we've gone through, he's gone and got the, he's told the parable of the workers and into the vineyard and then, you know, he comes and reminds them that, hey, we're going to Jerusalem, I'm going to die. And he flips it on its head. It's like, it's not about building your kingdom, it's about serving. Like, if you want to be the first, you need to be the last. If you want to be great in this world, you need to be a servant. And he comes into this story where I believe that he's, he's showing us what the reward is of serving people truly. And he's showing us an example of what it is to serve people. You know, if you, if you think about this and you think about being there and he was walking and by this stage, like the, you have to understand in this context, like there's the whole of this nation is just going crazy around this person called Jesus and the things that are happening. And when they say a crowd of people, there's a lot of people following Jesus around. And there would have been people everywhere. And, this, and if, if this was me, and if I'm really honest with myself, this is probably the time where I'm like, hey, 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 Peter, set up a table. I'm going to start signing scrolls and I'm going to get them to follow my Instagram so I can just Instagram. I won't have to work and I'll be able to like build my empire and I don't want to ride on a donkey anymore. Get me some of those Egyptian chariots with those flash gold rims and I want to ride my horse and, you know, I'm going to have at Jesus in the chariot and, you know, it's going to be this thing. You know, that's, that's probably what I would have done. I'm like, I don't, sweet, I don't have to work hard anymore. Like I've made it. But no, you know, not Jesus, right? This is our Savior. He's in this moment and there's this crowd and they're all there and there's two blind guys standing there and they're like, hey, son of David, have mercy on us. And there's people around, shut up. Like, I probably, I probably would have been that guy probably. Like, shh, I want to see him. Don't, he's going to leave. Like, and they're like, keep shouting. And 
Christ could have went to the rich people. He could have went to the, you know, the people that he could have sat with and had deep conversations about you know, the Old Testament and all these kinds of things. But he chose to see two blind guys and calls them and says, hey, what do you want? And you know that picture of the blind guys, that, that's us before we knew Christ. And he come and seen us where we were at. And what's it say? He asks them what they want and say, we want to see. And he opens their eyes and says, they followed him. And you know our reward for serving is? Serving not just in church, serving in life, serving in workplace, in unis, is that we get the opportunity to see blind eyes opened. And it's not just about physical healing. It's about spiritual moments that by serving people, you're representing Christ. And that's what it hit me when I read this thing. I'm like, this is progression of what Christ is trying to show to us in this picture. That it's not about us. You know, it's about when Christ gets truly gets inside of you, it becomes about other people. And you know, there's there's a young lady here tonight, Amy. Where where are you, Amy? Amy's here, she's at the back. She, all right. So everyone should say hi to Amy after. But I'm just gonna tell you a story about Amy. She doesn't know I'm gonna do this, so um, but, you know, we, Neon Youth last year, you know, it was a year where we, a lot of people served hard all year. Everyone on the team served hard all year. And, you know, in, in our eyes, you know, we probably didn't see, you know, great, the double in number and all these things, you know, that I'm believing for and praying for, you know, in a prayer meetings, like, we're going to see all this and, but, we continued to serve and we continued to push into God and believe that God was going to impact people. And, you know, at the end of the year, this girl, Amy, starts coming along to youth. And then a Sunday morning gives her heart to God. Pastor Hannah got to pray with her, which is incredible. And not from a Christian family, not from someone dragging her to church, from an outreach that's done through this church, in this building. And, you know, tonight she's getting baptised here. You know, and with a bunch of other young people, which I'm super excited about. But serving people, serving in church, serving in your workplaces, it's not about, you know, woe is me and I'm like I'm a Christian and I've got to do the right thing. It's like, no, it's powerful. It's absolutely powerful and it's the model that Jesus showed us and when he showed us that he went and seen through all this to the people that were there, that were ready for a miracle, to follow him. And there's people in all our worlds right now that wear the key to unlocking that miracle for them or taking them that next step on their journey to following and finding him. And those blind eyes will be open and they'll see through you and I serving them.